Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close and personal with amazing rising artists. And as always, we always have a great show for you. And we got Josh Christina today, really great guy. Had a little small chance to talk to him, really personable. So I think you're going to really enjoy this. Josh, are you here? Yeah, I'm here. How are you doing? Doing good. Yourself? I can't complain. Can't complain. It's a little bit of mess out there, ain't it? Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a crazy time we're living in, but, you know, I'm, I'm hanging in there. Uh, I miss playing, haven't really been able to play out last weekend or this week or this coming weekend, but I'm hoping uh, hoping it, get, you know, passes sooner than later, so. Definitely. So um, before we really dig deep, um, tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, some of your hobbies outside of music, you know, just some of the basic stuff about you. Sure, yeah. Um, so I'm from Baltimore, Maryland, and I grew up in a musical family. Uh, my mother was a, a local club singer back in the 80s and 90s. Um, my father, he was a drummer. Uh, my grandmother on my dad's side, she was a big band singer back in the 40s. Um, so I've I've always been around music, kind of music is, you know, in my DNA, I guess. And um, I got into Elvis at a young age, about six years old, and, and uh, just that opened the door for rock and roll. Oh, wow. That led me to Jerry Lewis. Chuck Berry, and that's when I really started playing piano and writing. Um, and then later, when I got into Elton John, and just um, you know, they're really my big influences. And, um, and that kind of is where it all started. And and I just worked my way up through the ranks and playing local places, the bigger places. And you know, I made my way to Nashville in 2015 and uh, cut my first album down there. So oh, wow. that's uh, that's kind of the that's kind of the sped up version of uh, kind of how it started, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> So what are some things you like to do outside of music? Because, again, we all have to have that saving grace, again, because I know some people say this is my hobby, but I think sometimes that can be a problem because you don't want to get to the point where you're burned out either. Mm -hmm. um, so what are some things you like to do outside of music? Yeah, um, so, I mean, I, lo I love being outside. Um, I love um, part-time uh, several years, uh, for about four or five years part-time, I worked as an auto mechanic. Uh, with this guy uh, up the road from mm -hmm. me, and uh, so you know, I always, I always love wrenching old cars and working on old cars and restoring cars and tinkering with stuff. So that's definitely a hobby I enjoy. Uh, I like fixing things, I like getting into that. Um, I have a dog I love to spend a lot of time with. Hmm. Um, so there are probably, you know, probably things I do outside of music. Definitely, you know, I'm a big social person. I love going hanging out with friends and going over to people's houses and hanging out. So that kind of yeah. keeps me keeps me sane. Um, but definitely, I would have to say probably, you know, working on cars and then stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, for Sandy and I, we like to, like, like today, we went to the park to go play disc golf as a family. But of course, still did the social distancing. I mean, <laughs> yeah. oh, we did. I'm yeah. on here too. But yeah, yeah, we enjoy that. Our eight year old, he loves to go to the park and play disc golf too. So, very cool. So, when did you know? I, I know that you, you're from a musical family, which is really cool, and we'll get into some of that a little bit later. Mm -hmm. But when did you know in your heart that you wanted this to be your career? Um, I mean, it was probably, I mean, I think when I first got into Elvis when I was about, uh, you know, six years old, I mean, that's when definitely something really sparked in me that made me want to, you know, really, really go after it um, and want to, you know, be be involved in music. Um, but I think probably, you know, as I got older and got into high school and, and just started playing more and performing more and, um, you know, it kind of got to the point where it's all, you know, it's all I remember. Um, and it's all you know. It's all I really wanted to do. Um, mm -hmm. So, but 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 probably. I mean, the simple answer is probably you know when I first kind of heard Elvis and heard rock and roll oh, wow. and and you know, you oh, know that's, wow. I, I would probably say that's when I really started to really wanted to you know to do it. So. Yeah, Elvis made I think a lot of people want music. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. Sure. <laughs> he, he, he was definitely, definitely a game changer. Yeah, yeah, oh, he definitely. Yeah. He changed. He changed it, and you know, not just the aspect of his music, but I think he just changed culture. He changed the business. Yeah. He, he, you know, huge mm -hmm. impact. That's just like for country. One of the biggest changes happened when Kenny Rogers, and may he rest in peace right now. But Kenny Rogers, when he came along, he kind of really made the twist into a little more poppy sound of its time. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and, and then, and then of course, when Garth came, let's face it. That was the game changer for country. Yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm. for sure. 
so who growing up and now who are some of your I know you said a few but who have you who do you inspire to be like you know I know you're yourself but is there like mm-hmm. a couple artists out there to where you inspire like you know what I really want to be like them but you know, but still be yourself um so I mean uh, um that I, I mean definitely Elvis would probably um I think any any artist would try to strive <laughs> to to be like that in regards to just you know the legacy and career um mm-hmm. But mu- musical wise, um, I mean, um, I love. I mean, I'm a huge Elton John fan. I love. I love kind of you know if you just look at Elton's life and he had such just an mm-hmm. incredible book of of songs and so many big hits. I mean, he you know he's probably mm-hmm. you know he probably is to be definitely is one of the biggest selling artists of all time. So that's definitely somebody career wise I strive to be like. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I love. Uh, I, I I got into Chuck Berry. Um, you know, very young. I got me into writing. One thing I love about Chuck Berry is you know oh, wow. just about on all his records. You know, he wrote everything, you know, it was just he wrote every song, just him. You know, I love I love kind of that one. You know, I love the artists that can uh, write their mm-hmm. own music and, and just yeah. do it. They don't need a bunch of co-writers. And I think it's very, um, it's very pure, yeah. very, you know, it's very authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, they're probably, you know, a few of the artists that I would definitely say I would strive to, to kind of be like in the business. And, and, you know, we love what you just said about the songwriter side because, you know, there's really a difference between just a singer and an artist because a singer will make you feel, will make you hear the music, but an artist, mm-hmm. a true artist will make you feel the music. And to me, the real feeling comes when that song goes into their heart and it's usually because they wrote it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree a hundred percent. I think, um, I think there's something to be said when you know, um, I mean, I think it's a little twofold. I think there's something you said when, like, a singer, like, 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 you know, just just since since we're using him, using him as an example, like Elvis mm-hmm. never wrote anything, but 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 he had songs written for him. Yep. He always, you know, yeah. he picked songs, and I mean, I think mm-hmm. there's a certain art to now you did being feel able like to. Him. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was gonna say, there's a certain art <laughs> to being able to take somebody else's song and make it feel pure and feel real. Yeah. But I also think though. There's a certain mm-hmm. kind of vulnerability when an artist is writing their own stuff and they put it out there and then and they're saying or singing what they think. Exactly. So, yeah. That you know that's a really good point because again, I think that that's what we've learned as we you know you're the 41st person we've interviewed this year alone, and mm-hmm. one of the things that we've learned is the vulnerability side of songwriting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you're you're showing you're basically sharing your soul with the world. But mm-hmm. I know you yeah. as a songwriter wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. I think, um, you know, it's it's kind of like an escape, like uh, when you're writing <laughs> or when you're performing. Um, and I think there's also something, too, when, when it's your song, you've written it, you're performing it, and you're playing it for a crowd. And, and you know, pe- these are people that have, you know, paid money or, you know, even if it's, you know, whatever, their time even just mm-hmm. to come see you play your music. Yeah. I think it's definitely it means something. You know, tell us a couple, one or two stories of growing up. Of since you came from a um, a musical family, tell us some mm-hmm. things that y'all did when you were growing up that kind of helped influence you, um, you into music. Um, so I mean, one of them would be, you know, since my mother was in the band, uh, a lot of musicians would always come over when they would rehearse or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'd always was just around musicians um they were you know a lot they were always in my house um so i got just to kind of experience that life and 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 just gradually learn to you know kind of get along with people like that and and um i i think those you know i think that definitely helped um influence me in the business because it's kind of like you know you became part of my just everyday surroundings um Mm -hmm. and then um another thing would probably be um that really kind of hooked me was um, when it comes to uh, like when I got into blues. Uh, that's when I think I really got into like feeling like because Elvis, Elvis is just a wide variety of music that got me into other BB yeah. King. Like remember as a kid, like listening to BB King and just that feeling and and you know just something about that you know that, that when you know you're not even seeing this guy perform but you're hearing it and you're just feeling mm-hmm. every note this guy plays <laughs> and sings. I think mm-hmm. that definitely pushed me towards it like you know like i want to do that you know so wow. yeah so definitely probably those two things as a as a as a young as a young kid you know 10 years old or whatever okay. i can remember just being impacted by so, so you look back on your career so far in music 
Tell us a few mm-hmm. things where you're, you look back and you're like, wow, I got to do that. Some like aha moments, some moments where you're like some of your most proud moments. Sure. Um, in 2016, I went uh, over to Ireland and I got to perform on their Late Late Show over there. Um, oh, wow. Which that yeah that was cool because um, you're equivalent to like Jimmy Fallon here, um, mm-hmm. that was awesome. Um, I had a song out over there at the time, so I went over there and did that. Did a couple interviews sure. and a few solo concerts and stuff in Ireland and London. And so that was cool. Um, one of my favorite things I've done um, in 2018, I got to go down to Memphis and cut a uh, record at Sam Phillips Recording Studio, which is the studio mm-hmm. that Sam opened up after Sun Records. Uh, and I got to record the record on a, on a piano that Jerry Lewis actually recorded some songs on. Um, oh, wow. And we got to be in the studio where Jerry Lee and Charlie Rich have been through, and then Elvis would stop by and see Sam. Um, I got to use a drummer out of Memphis, a guy named Steve Potts, who worked with Al Green and Booker T and EMGs. And, um, so it was just a really cool, surreal experience just to be surrounded by all the history and and uh, mm-hmm. you know, not not to mention just to record a whole record on a piano that Jerry Lewis recorded the record on too, or several songs on several records on. Um, it was it was definitely like a bucket list thing. That's you know, it's one of my favorite projects. Wow, that is really cool. You know, I can definitely relate to a lot of artists because i one thing that I've learned is sentimental is everything to an artist because they feel mm-hmm. everything. And I'm the same way. You know, even though I don't sing. <laughs> <laughs> but I like to talk, mm-hmm. so I guess it's the same thing. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. yeah. but, but I feel everything. I remember when Sandy and I first married 17 years ago, um, we we would talk, and I think one thing that drew me to her was that we'd be watching a movie, and I didn't, I'd end up in tears. I'm just just emotional guy, and I think that's where why I love this show so much and getting to know people like you because it moves me. You know what y'all do moves mm-hmm. me big time, and I well, love thank that. you. Thank you. So as we talked about some of the highs, mm-hmm. I always like to also go the other way. Um, a lot, a lot of, lot okay. of um, you know, I like to, as they say, flip the switch here. Sure. And okay. let me show you where I'm going. Um, back in 2014, we, I, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Still Girls. And one of the questions I asked her was, what advice would she give an up-and-coming artist? And her exact answer was, she, and she was full-time with the music at that time. And she says, you know, this is going to sound funny coming from an artist who's full-time. She goes, but if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music, go do that and just keep music on the side as a hobby. And she went on to explain. She goes, we have to sacrifice everything through so much rejection. We have to sacrifice mm-hmm. our families. Our families sacrifice we have, you know, she goes. We could have a death in the family today, but tonight we still got to be on that stage, and we got to smile like that death never even happened. She goes. We got to wear so many masks when you're. So when you're, when when it's a hobby, it's a little different. But once you go full time, it's a game changer yeah. because whether you feel like it or not, you have to perform. Let's go there a little bit. That's kind of where I want to go with this segment, where we talk about that side of it, the toughness that you have to build to to be in music, the struggles and all that. Let's go a little bit there. What okay. are some of the things that you've had to go through? Um, so after I went to Ireland in 2016, I was supposed to go back uh, later. Uh, that was in September 2016. In May of 2017, I was supposed to go back. Uh, these, uh, these people I was working with over there, kind of this management team, I wanted to bring back over, have them play like, uh, like eight nights, like some different mm-hmm. small theaters really build up a fan base over there because just going on a late, late show, I had a song or two out over there. People were starting to know who I was and they were mm-hmm. kind of help, you know, back this endeavor. Um, and it was kind of going to help really get me, you know, going like a break, you know, uh, overseas. Um, and uh, apparently it wasn't not – everything. nothing was going like it was supposed to, but they weren't letting us know that. And like the day before I was supposed no to leave, they called and the whole thing was canceled. Um mm-hmm. So, you know, so, I mean, just like that, it was done, you know, it was done. Um, and I actually haven't been back since just because, you know, there was not been a reason to yet. Um, so that that was tough. Yeah. Um, one time I had a chance uh, to work with um, uh, somebody who worked with some fairly big artists out of Nashville. Um, and, uh, he, you know, just wanted up. He loved what I did, but because I, I'm kind of such a, it's kind of, a, I guess, a good and bad thing because I'm just a unique kind of artist and 
what I do mm-hmm. and and my genre and whatsoever. He you know he didn't know how to really work with me basically. He's like I don't you know I don't know how to work with this. So so that was kind mm-hmm. of a big rejection. Um, you know, and there's been other things too, little things. Um, you can think just throughout you know the last you know seven eight years of performing and playing out. You know, you miss you know graduation parties, birthday parties, weddings, stuff like that. Um, but they're probably definitely two like the big things like career wise that I can yeah. say you know kind of knock me down for a little bit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and because what I want to get people through to people, I don't think people understand the creative side of things, whether it's whether it's art, whether it's uh, music, it doesn't matter. But the creative side, because you, you, you know, you're on Facebook, you always see people, and I don't think they get it. And I cringe mm-hmm. when I hear this talk about an artist just needs to go get a real job. You don't have a real job. I'm sure you've heard that over and over. And even we have heard that, trying to do build this. And um, mm-hmm. I always try to explain to people that artists, don't tell an artist to get a real job because they actually have something better. They have a passion to live for. Most people in this world, especially our country, are living so comfortably that they no longer have a passion. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's going to be the blessing that comes out of our crisis right now because nobody's comfortable right now. We might yeah, actually see sure. people ready to step out and live that dream that they put on the back burner. Because that's one thing I, I, I get frustrated on. And I, um, like, for instance, you, know, you see people say, I want my child to be a doctor, a lawyer, or this. And, mm-hmm. I'm, and I always bring up this same story in every episode. I want parents to understand if your child wants music, please help them. Because, like, I've got friends sure. of mine that, that are in the corporate world and been in the corporate world for 15 years. And they've done the college. They've done all that. And, you, and, and again, not all, not, not all of them fit this category. There are some that say, oh, I love what I'm doing. But there are some you sit down with. And they're miserable. I'm like, what do you mean you're miserable? Mm. You, you know, you're living this great life. You've got this great family. You've got, the, you know, you've got this great career. And they would stop me and say, well, well that's the problem. Say, like, what? My career. I'm like, but you went to school and everything for this. And I'm like, well, why are you in it? Oh, because my parents wanted me to go this way. So they're so because they try to live up to their parents' standard, they are miserable fifteen years later. Yeah. And that's true. I just want people to understand. So because you're in a mus- a musical family, your parents, I guess, you in this way. Tell us a few stories like that where they they've sat behind you where you were like a a parent story where you're like, Wow, you know, they really do believe in me. Um, I mean I think early on, I mean, I think they didn't um even though I was in a musical family, I didn't have to do that. I wasn't pushed either way. I think what was nice yeah. is that when I decided to go that way, they were understanding mm-hmm. of it, um, mm-hmm. which, 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 you know, was, was felt good. Um, but, but I think, you know, and I know there were times, you know, just with, you know, musical equipment or, you know, when I started playing piano, I started out on those little, you know, seven D six key, you know, kind of low end keyboard mm-hmm. and one of the full weighted key mm-hmm. keyboard, you know, the whole nine yards and I remember you know, like, you know, like they would know they would invest in that kind of stuff for me and you know, and um you know, I wanted like going to college, just like wanted to wanted to pursue music right out of the high school. Obviously I've worked a few mm-hmm. other part time jobs here or there in between. Mm-hmm. Um but um, you know, and they they were always supportive of that. Um so I mean de- definitely, you know, things like that. Um yeah, you know, they've they've never they've never kind of you know said you know maybe you shouldn't do this. They've never said you know that it's a awful. tough life. You know, I, th- I think I think they've always and I think too because of being a musical family, they're very realistic. So yeah, yeah mm-hmm. and um, so tell us some things that you're currently working on. Okay, um, so I just released back in February. Um, my newest single, uh, "Rock Star," that's out now. I mean, actually, the which we'll video listen to that in just a second. Mm-hmm. The music yeah. video for that just came out today, um, mm-hmm. and then um, I was just down in Nashville well, a few weeks back working on a follow-up single to that song. Um, and my oh, goal wow. by the end of this year is to be able to actually do a, a whole a whole other album again. Oh wow! Um, which would be nice because it's been a few years since I did a whole album. I released a few singles here and there, but but uh, you know since mm-hmm. I had it has it's been since 2018 mm-hmm. I did a whole record. So so that's kind of what I'm working on now, working towards is um is that. Okay, so we're going to take a little quick break, and then when we come back, we will play your song, and we'll talk about how that came together. Okay, cool. Awesome. 
Hey everyone, we have partnered with another great podcast called the Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out. Are you a business owner who needs capital to grow your business or you're in a tight pinch? With our simple and fast process, we can get you the money you need in under a week. When banks can't help, we usually can. Go to ObtainBusinessCapital.com. That's ObtainBusinessCapital.com and get pre-approved today. Every young boy wants to be a fireman, an astronaut, an auto repairman. Most play with trucks or hot wheel cars, video games, camping under the stars. Funny, look around the world today. Look at all the trends I've lit. Let's slip away Wanna be a rock star Put up on the stage Rockin' it for people Of every age Wanna have a pocket Or some group
good song. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you. Very awesome song. <laughs> so how did that song come together? Um, so um, a lot of songs I've, uh, I've written, pretty much everything else I've ever written has only just been about whatever I see or hear or what's around me. You know, maybe I've experienced mm-hmm. it, but it's never directly uh, mm-hmm. about me. Um, and yeah. that song, um, not 100%, is like my story, but, but I, I kind of wrote yeah. it for, you know, a lot of the music. You know, basically for a lot of kids out there, young, younger people that you know they they hear that artist or a song or a sound or whatever it is at a certain age, and they go, mm-hmm. "I want to be a rock star. I want to. I want to. <laughs> I want to be a musician. I want to do that." Um, so it's kind of mm-hmm. it's kind of like a broad telling of that story, I guess you could say. Um, so, so yeah, that's kind of my. Did, uh, now you wrote that one yourself? My, yeah, yeah, pretty much everything I've I've ever written or recorded, I've always wrote myself. I've done a few co-writes here or there, and maybe covered oh, one right. or two songs of writers I know. But 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 pretty much every album, every single, it's always been I've always written and kind of come up with everything myself. So, you know, as you know, um, you couldn't do what you do without a team behind you. A lot of people don't, you know, you always see the the artist is already is always propped up as like the God, but, but there's a lot of people around that artist to make mm-hmm. everything work. Tell sure. us a few stories of people around you that help make you work, that have supported you to get this thing off the ground. Sure. Um, I mean, definitely on my PR, uh, my PR team in Nashville, on core PR and, uh, uh, burning ground entertainment. They're, they're great to work with. They do a lot of, uh, Reach out to press outlets and you know, kind of you know, offer a lot of advice on on brand and stuff, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, obviously, my you know, my band and musicians I work with are always super important, and not just recording but playing out and stuff. Um, and that song uh, right there, a uh, great uh, duo out of a uh, Nashville Skyline uh, Skyline Brigade, uh, Aaron and Andrew. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they did the producing with me on it, um, and, and did you know a lot of you know all the mastering and mixing and stuff. Um, so so they definitely helped bring it to life for sure um but you know other people i mean i work with part of this i work with kent wells uh who um who produced dolly parton and uh is her band leader oh, wow. i've done a couple albums with him uh, when i recorded in memphis uh a guy named john carroll who's a, a multi-grammy winner he's written, uh, wrote, written some hit songs he produced a record with me um so they've always you know, been with me and uh, i've always been involved in projects uh, along the way, um, but I agree 100. percent There's always a, gr- a great team of people, and, you know, and sometimes it's other artists and and, and stuff that are behind, you know, the artists mm-hmm. you see. Um, I mean, it's, it's there's a lot that goes into even just one song or just one photo shoot or whatever. So yeah. there's always a great team of people. Mm-hmm. So tell us a band story that you, where you and your band was out, and just a story that something happened within your band that was really amazing. Um, you mean like like a like a a funny story, a serious story, a that could be an X-rated just, story. I don't know what I can say. I don't know what I can say on air. Well, yeah, well, keep it P, keep it PG, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, uh, one time I played this uh, I played this show down uh, in Washington D.C. at this club, and um. The, to load into the place, you had to load in this in this back little alley. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I had a friend of mine who had worked there prior to us, and he warned us, he goes, you know, you got to go up to this really just really this you know crazy alley, and there's <laughs> rats and stuff. And we're like, okay. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. And the alley had like a hairpin turn to get in, and we rounded the turn, and you could just, I mean, the rats were probably in there about a thousand. I've never seen anything like it. Um, and uh, and my guitar player got out of the car and. Uh, on his side of the car, there was actually a homeless guy asleep with rats on top of him. Um, and it was just the most weird, bizarre gig ever played. Um, mm-hmm. and, and we got out of there as quick as we could. That definitely, I mean, that, when I, when I think of band stories or, or, or stuff, that's one, mm-hmm. that's one that comes to mind for sure. It was a very weird night. Um, and it's mm-hmm. funny too, with band stories, cause this is one of those, mm-hmm. those few lines of work, I guess you can say where, <laughs> you tell sometimes some people these stories that aren't a musician, uh-huh. and they'll go, "You're making that up." And you're like, "No, like this, yep. this stuff really does happen." You know, it, it's crazy. Tell us a story that people would think is fake. That's happened. Um, I mean, I mean, the the rat story. Some people go, "Huh?" You know, yeah, that's it, 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 there, uh, there's more to that story, but I I, I won't tell it on air. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> and, um, 
But uh, I don't know. I gotta think. I mean, I know a bunch just through my mother. And well, how about a funny story? How about a funny story? Um, like that I was directly involved in, or, or somebody I know was involved in. Because I got a bunch. Uh, I'm trying to think. Well, you got to be involved um, in this. I know. I, I didn't think about it. Because I, I know a ton of them from uh, other friends of mine, you know, that have, uh, that have been doing it a while longer than me. they got some great stories. Um, well, tell us a funny one to anybody. It don't matter. That'll be fun. Yeah, uh, make us I'm laugh. Because we need that right, all right now. All right. All right. Sure. Um, I, I worked with a bass player one time, and he was playing a gig, and uh, they were in, like, the middle of nowhere. In the background of the gig, somebody caught on, on, I guess, on camera. I don't know if you the gig. I don't know. Mm-hmm. This car, like, flew off this exit ramp. And in the background of this video, oh, you wow. see this car, like, going airborne, like, mm-hmm. behind the band and, like, disappeared into, like, this woods or something. Um, and he said it was just the most bizarre thing he's ever he's ever seen. Um, <laughs> so it was like the Duke of Hazard. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, I, think, uh, I was playing. I was playing a gig one night, and uh, and um, and he uh, he like he basically lost his pants. They like just they could just oh. kind of fell down. So I'm not sure what happened. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so there's a there, there's a few there. That's really good because you know mm-hmm. people you know people want to know that you're real. You know, and, sure. I, and I think that sometimes. That people put these artists like yourself on this pedestal, and they forget you're a real human being. And that's why we do this sure. show is we want to be up close and personal with each of the artists. You know, we never know where the show's going to go. I've got a guideline of questions that I ha- that I ask almost every time, but I never mm-hmm. know where the show's going to go, which I think excites yeah. me because I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> So if you could co-write with anyone dead or alive, who would it be, and what would y'all write about? Um, uh, probably um, somebody alive I would love to co-write with. Um, I say this all the time. It would be like uh, Megan Trainer. I just think she's got a cool vibe. Oh, yeah. She's kind of throwback. Mm-hmm. She's really unique. Um, I would love to work with her at some point. Uh, somebody who's passed I would love to uh, write with um, would probably be maybe Chuck Berry, um, Ray mm-hmm. Charles, um, I think they would just be really cool to um, to write with and just to to do a project with in general. Mm -hmm. Uh, What we would write about, um, I honestly don't know. I think it would depend (laughs) on whatever came up. Um, I'm one of those writers. I don't. I have a really hard time. Like you know, I know some writers that they can they can just write a song every day, and uh, that's not me. I always have to hear, hear something or see something or experience something or something might just hit me out of the blue that I, you know, I can write about. Um, so it all, it, it's, it's very interesting what I might write, write about, uh, cause it might just hit me at random times. Um, so I don't know what it would be, um, but I'm sure it would be really cool. <laughs> I'm sure it would be too. Yeah. Uh, because we're a fam, we always try to bring our family into it. So we always have our little one. He's, he's eight. Ask a question, question from each show. Okay. So he's going to okay. come on in just a second, but you know, we're trying to build him up into the, this music thing too, <laughs> and and when oh, our one year old daughter, great. and when our one year old daughter gets old enough, we'll be including her too. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! That's really cool. Okay, here's Christopher. He's rich. Hi, Jono. What what's your favorite food? My favorite food. I love steak. I'm a big steak mm-hmm. eater. I like to go out and get a good steak on occasion. So <laughs> that's good. And what's yours, though, Chris? Uh, mine's pizza. Ooh, pizza's good. You gotta love a good pizza. That's one of those foods where you, you could never really have a bad pizza. Like, I've had great pizza, but I've never had a bad <laughs> pizza. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. that's a good choice. And you can eat it cold, hot, don't matter. Yep, yep, it's great. Bye. That's a good Bye. Yep, he's, he's always quick to the point and off. <laughs> he's quick and to the point. <laughs> yeah, he loves, but he, you know, he would be upset with us if we left that that one out. Cause we, he oh yes, he loves yeah, it. There was one show that we did and talk about the struggles that y'all go through and the rejection. We mm-hmm. had, this is the this happened to us, and I'm I won't say the name because most people will know who this person is. But we mm-hmm. interviewed this artist, and in the middle of the interview. The artist just left. Never yes, heard we don't that. know why. I've emailed, I've texted right after it, trying to see what happened. Nothing. Gone. 
disappeared. Wow. Yeah, no response back. <laughs> and and I was like, okay, I guess they ghosted us. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we got ghosted. That's crazy. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. And, I would, and it would take a, a lot upset. to get me to walk out of it. <laughs> and he was like a little upset because, you know, he didn't get to do his questions. Do his like, well, we kind of can't yeah, help he that. Loves <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we would have let him. <laughs> yeah, he loves to be a part of the show. He says he's going to have That's his awesome. own show someday. <laughs> That's cool. That's awesome. So if um, if there was one song out there that would describe your life up to this point, what song would that be? Hmm. Really tough question. Um, I can think of my fate. I, I know there's so many good ones. It's, I, I can always think of it's always you know I always think of my favorite song, but it doesn't describe mm-hmm. my life. Um, <laughs> I, don't mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it would be, I have to say it's a really tough question. I might not honestly know an answer to because um, I think I think there's I think there's a, there's a lot of songs that um that, that can describe or fit. Uh, sections or chapters yeah, in my life. Exactly. Um, like I can think back to songs that you know, like they take me somewhere. Like midnight here, like mm-hmm. oh, you know when I heard that, or I remember when I heard that. Um, but but in regards to, you know, just a song that really describes life this far, I really I really can't think of anything. That's, that's a that's a really good question because it's a really <laughs> tough question. <laughs> <laughs> so if you had a magic wand. And I'm, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you why I'm asking it this way in just a second. But if you, I'll ask it first, and then I'll tell you why. But if you had a magic wand, where mm-hmm. would you be in five years? And the reason I ask it this way, because I don't want the fluff fluff answers that some people say. Well, I just want to play music. I want the vision. Yeah. And and the reason I say that is because um, this February of this year made the five year anniversary of us asking that same question to Kelsey Ballerini before everybody even knew who she was. That's and cool. she's living almost identical to to that question to what she told us five years earlier. So okay. I want people to emphasize because, you know, you really do speak you know, you get what you speak in this life a lot of times. If as long as you're taking action too. So I want people to realize yeah. what is that vision? where would you be in five years if everything was perfect? Well, um, I would definitely uh, be at a uh, far level in my uh, in my music career. Uh, I would love to be touring a lot more, uh, uh, probably touring uh, internationally. I would love to play music for people all over the world. Um, I think that'd be the greatest thing. Not, not to mention not not just the music aspect. I would love to see the world and do that through playing music. Um, mm-hmm. I would def- I would love to um, uh, be able to you know uh, at some point have a family that I could support on music. I think that would just be a huge you know kind of feather in your cap. To say, um, I would, you know, I would love to have, you know, a few, a few records under my belt um, that really, mm-hmm. really sold well and really touched a lot of people, um, and and you know, to really cap it off, maybe even win a Grammy in there. I think that'd be an awesome cap go. to a five year, five year success. So, that so that, that's really what I, awesome. that's what I can see myself. Yeah. <laughs> and see, yeah. when you do all that, you'll be able to tell everybody, hey, I, I spoke that on the Chris and Sandy show. That's right. I told you I said that one because, time. Because in five years, because in five years we will be um, equivalent to a Bobby Bones show and Ty Bentley show. We know that. Cool. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So if you had, you know, or what drives you right now? Um, definitely What's probably the music. Thing? Yeah, definitely. I definitely probably the music and the passion of music. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you know, it's one of those. It's one of those things that it's a really tough thing to explain to people. But you know, when, mm-hmm. when you think about you know and it's what you always hear mm-hmm. and it's what you always you know like, like especially as a songwriter like you know like like certain situations like you can't get into them as the average person because yeah. sometimes you get in certain situations good bad or indifferent and your mind starts thinking i could write a song about this and it's like it's like an automatic <laughs> you know it's like automatic mm-hmm. reflex um and that's driving yeah. you that's driving you to keep going and to keep moving so definitely just music the passion of music wanting to really you know, do something with with my music career. You know, that always keeps me going. Yeah. Even you know, even when things are bad, it's like you know what? I can still you know I can still sit down and, and play piano and sing and write, and, and it's like mm-hmm. an escape. So, music it's definitely like keeps artists, me going. It's like artists say they cannot not do this. Yeah. 
because <clears throat> that's how we feel too. Like with the whole new country media, mm-hmm. I mean, we, we launched New Country Buzz back in 2014, mm-hmm. and eventually shut it down in 2015 for personal reasons. Um, but I was I felt like a piece of my heart just went away at that point, and um, and I was so like frustrated with all this that I even let go the domain New Country Buzz. I mean that we were just out. Period, and. Every six months, I would look up on GoDaddy. Oh, it's still available. Six months later. Mm-hmm. Oh, that name's still available. Six months later. Oh, that name yeah. still... I'm so glad. I mean, who knows? We might not be doing this if somebody would have bought the name. Thank God nobody didn't bought Because at the end of 2018, I told Sandy, you know, we need to finish what we started. I, can't, I, yeah. I cannot live without this anymore. Yes. So mm-hmm. I get where y'all are coming from because we're the same mm-hmm. way. We can't imagine music not being in our life, and not just music as in hearing it, but being part of the music industry too, because we are. Yeah, for sure, for sure. That's definitely one of the things I can't. You know, some people you ask, you know, what else would you be doing, and they can like give you mm-hmm. like a clear path or description. You know, when I'm asked, no, you know, if you weren't doing music, what else you be doing? I'm like, I can't think of anything because it's all I've ever thought about and wanted and, to and do you since know, I was so little. That's a good answer because I, I think a lot of people, a lot of your average person just don't get it. <clears throat> like, like um, there is no plan B here. Even for us, there's no plan B. And um, mm-hmm. I remember you, when you listen to a lot of the big artists um, t- doing interviews, and the, ho- and the host is always taken aback. A lot of times the host will ask, well, if you weren't doing music, what would you have been doing? What was your plan B? And 90% of the time those big artists say, I didn't have a plan B. An artist was like, well, what if it didn't work? And the artist would say, well, I would just be broke playing music. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I've heard that. 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 I've out of bed in the morning and do anything. I mean, it's you know, it's all I've ever done. It's all I've ever wanted to do. So, and it's especially because mm-hmm. you know, at such a young age, I got into it five or six. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that, you know, I'm twenty. I'm twenty five now. That's almost twenty years of my life. This is all I've wanted to do and listen to and tried to be and have studied and worked on. And so it's like mm-hmm. you know, you do that for twenty years of your life. You know, especially at such a young age, you don't really know anything else. <laughs> I don't. And you know, I post I posted on Facebook earlier today talking about the what we're doing and all that and where some people don't get it. And I'm like, you know, if I had to do a nine to five job, I think it would break me because Mm -hmm. I feel, you know, like, you know, for us to stay afloat, we do like restaurant delivery and side gigs and stuff so that we can stay flexible Mm -hmm. so that we can build our brand, new country media brand and all that. But we try to stay flexible and I just would feel too, cooped up if I had to be in an office at a desk and just looking at walls. That would just yeah. I think I'd break. <laughs> I agree. I agree 100%. Yeah. So if you had a friend, let's say, and let's say that you listened to him and he was pretty good and really had a decent voice, decent tone, and let's say that he's done maybe five to ten shows, so he's really just getting his feet wet in music, but he feels in his heart that he really... He says, I really want to do this. What advice mm. would you give that person that would gui- help guide him or her over the next two, three, four years? Um, I mean, I would, I would, I would definitely say, um, you know, uh, stay focused. You know, don't, uh, if, you know, if, you know, if it's all you think about, it's all you want to do. You know, then, then that's what that's what you're here to do. That's what that's your line of work. You know, that's what that's what you were made to do. Um, you know, and uh, you know, be you know, be ready for for rejection and and for no, um, because you gotta you know you have to, you know, you almost need to go into any any may any big situation a lot of times. Anytime you go into a big meeting or, or whatever it is, a lot of times you need to almost be more prepared for no than you are for yes. Um, yeah. Because 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 that's you know that that's a lot of times what you might get, and then if you get yes, then then you can deal with yes. But no is always a much harder thing to work with. So I would just you know my advice would you know stay focused. You know if, if you know if that's all you think about, then that's what you're here to do. 
and just, you know, be ready to, to hear some no and rejection, you know, it might really hurt, but sometimes, you know what, it sometimes you, and sometimes it might make you better, you know, uh, and sometimes it might make you want to work even harder. So that, that's, that's definitely probably the biggest things I always think about when I'm doing anything. And, and, you know, we go through rejection just like y'all do. Maybe not – we might go through it on a different level than y'all do. Um, but like the other day, I got an email from a from an artist's team that were trying to get on the show, and it was a rejection letter. It was saying – and it didn't say – it said and it, was, and it said something like, unfortunately – um, we cannot accommodate that. Didn't say at this time. Mm-hmm. I was, I was like, okay, that's a, that's a slap in the face. Not even at the, they just said at this time. I've been like, okay, that's good. I can, yeah. They didn't even add that part to it. I was like, well, God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And yeah, then, the, crazy, and then yeah. the same day, we get an email from another PR company to ask us, would we do some of their people? And I'm like, okay, well, we we lose one and gain multiples. I like that. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, sometimes that's how it works. Sometimes, you know, you might take a big blow in the business or you know, maybe a big show or a big deal or whatever it might be. But then sometimes, you know, right out of that, you might get several little things. And out, out of one mm-hmm. of those little smaller things that happens, you might get, you know, something big again. So you just exactly. never know. You know, it's, it's definitely a crapshoot <laughs> in regards to kind of how it plays out. That That's just like back in 2014, mm-hmm. although Kelsey Ballerini – was growing at the time. She and even though she was unknown to most people, she was starting to get played on the radio and all that. And, all, and mm-hmm. I really was not expecting to be able to interview her um, because we were just getting off the ground at that point. And we can see now we've got our past and all that on our record. So we didn't just start this show, even though we started a show this year, we're not new to the music industry, but at that time we were new, very new to the music industry. So I really wasn't expecting anything. I just shot Kelsey a tweet and says, we would love to have you. We'd love to interview you. And mm-hmm. her PR person reached out, says, what's your number? Let's do this. So go, oh, what? That's <laughs> So you just you just again like I tell people, if you don't ask, the answer is always yep. no. Yep, you gotta make and, the And even if you sure. ask and the answer is no, that don't mean it's gonna be no forever. Just keep going. Yep, for sure. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So what is a? This is we're down to our last question of the day. And what is a? Is there what is a question? That you wish people would ask you about, but like us, but never do. Hmm. Is there anything out there that, that you wish people would ask, but like you know that are interviewing you? I don't know. Um, it's, it's one of those things where you don't really think about it, and then until somebody <laughs> asks you that question, and you're like, oh, you know, I've never <laughs> asked that before. Um, <laughs> I really don't. I really don't know unless I, you know, I would ask it. I mean, I feel like sometimes in, um, in certain interviews, um, and you know, when you when you do a lot of them, you get, you know, a lot of times mm-hmm. you get. I never forget. Um, I work. Uh, I do some dueling piano shows with a guy named Daryl Davis, and uh, Daryl oh, used wow. to play piano for Chuck Berry. Um, mm-hmm. oh, wow. For for about uh, thirty years, mm-hmm. and um, Daryl would always, you know, would always joke around because he would be in the dressing room with Chuck. And these interviewers mm-hmm. would come in, and they would always ask Chuck, well, who are your influences? You know, and Chuck had been mm-hmm. doing this for, like, 20, 30 years at this point, you know. And, like, Daryl said, like, you can uh-huh. just see Chuck Berry, like, just the – his mind would just wonder because it's like, you know, how many times am I going to get asked that? But, but, <laughs> but you know, so, it's, you know, and, and by that point, you know, when you're in the business that long, you can, you know, you can easily just look up, you know, who did Chuck Berry listen to? And you can find it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. so, and so I think I – think, um, I, I, I'll put it this way. I love when interviewers ask me. Interesting questions. Um, so mm-hmm. anything that's out of the box, anything that makes me really have to think and explain, I love. Um, so and I don't I know. I don't know if you have. You have. This is this has been great. And in the, in the past couple of days, I've done a lot. Most interviews I do are always are always good. Mm-hmm. But occasionally you'll get a few here or there, um, and you know you'll get the same. You know you do like if you do sometimes you do two or three in a row and it'll be almost the same questions and you're like by like the last yeah. one you're like I've heard this yeah. five <laughs> times and you know. Um, but uh, but I love interesting questions. So whatever you know, I would say maybe it doesn't answer your question directly, but any question that that makes yeah. me gotta think or makes <laughs> me have to explain. I'm always down for as opposed to, you know, you know, tell, you know, like, like, you know, like Daryl say, you know, Chuck Berry was, you know, 
inducted the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and are asking who are your influences, you know, it's like, come on, man, you know. <laughs> so, but I love, I love uh-huh. the, um, I love, I love the out of the box question. We never really, yeah. um, and, 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 see, and sometimes. Go ahead. Go ahead. And see that I, I, that one question I asked you actually has helped shape our list because sometimes mm. people will say that. Well, I kind of wish people would ask about this, and I'm like. Oh, that's good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, and so uh, like the whole team one because uh, apparently a lot of inter- well, of course, l- most interviews are twenty minutes, so of course you can't really talk about heavy stuff or deep stuff or anything in sure. twenty minutes. It's impossible. Well, that's why we give sixty minutes. <laughs> um, sure. So, yeah. But but our, but one person said about they wish people would ask more about um, the team behind them. That's where that came from. I was like, oh, I like that. So it's been in every mm-hmm. show now since that since that one because I'm like that's a good one because I think people miss that but there is a team it's not just the artist it's the whole team. I think um, I think one um, that does come to mind and I haven't asked this I think once or twice you know throughout the years mm-hmm. but um, is an artist that influences you that no one would ever think did you know like like that artist that you listen to that you that has influenced you in some way shape or form. And when you and and, but it doesn't you? really for me it would be Adele. Oh wow! See, oh, yeah. see it's, it's always it's all and you ask it's, it's and the reason is you listen to her music she has a lot of piano in her music uh, her music mm-hmm. very piano driven. Oh, um, I sense. think her lyric I think her lyrics are good, um, but it's a, and, you know and, and I, I I just like her vibe and I love the piano in her music and. An artist that, that I have listened to that that I really you know sometimes when I write or I'm working on something I'm like you know you know I can kind of hear like an Adele kind of piano <laughs> backing track to that or something. Um, yeah. So, but 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 it's, but it's a, mm-hmm. it's an interesting question because I think there's a lot of artists that you know got certain artists you can say oh that guy you know that guy definitely has listened to this or that person but then if you really you know <laughs> yeah. ask him that there's there's some mm-hmm. there's some artists in there that might not fit the mold of you know their mm-hmm. biggest influences that that they've listened to. Um, and I, that would definitely be like you know Adele for me is definitely an artist. It's just her music and and her lyrics and the piano in it is, is so cool. So, oh wow, that's awesome. So as we get to the point where we wrap up, um, self promotion time. Tell everybody how they can reach you. Sure, um, my website is always a go to joshchristinamusic.com, um, and on social media is uh, my handle is at joshchristina57. Um, that's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, you can always keep up with me there, and of course, all my music is on Spotify, so you can go check out any of my albums, any of my singles, anything I've released on Spotify. So, you know, we thoroughly enjoyed having you on the show today. <clears throat> well, thank you guys so yeah. much. Thanks for having me. This is fun. And um, and we look forward to six, twelve months down the road where you have a lot of updates and bring you back on and give us some updates. How's that? Yeah, that'd be awesome. Please do. It would be great. I'd be, I'd be glad to come back. So. Uh, this is great. All right. All right, we uh, yes, we appreciate it. Real soon. All right, thank you guys day. so much. Talk to you soon. You too. You do the same. Uh, thank you. Bye. Bye. Hey everyone, we hope you really enjoyed the show today. Josh is really awesome. Go check him out. Go buy his stuff. Go support him because right now in this time, artists really need your support. Um, it's rough, really rough for them. Uh, when they can't tour. Um, so please go support him. Tomorrow we have a special guest coming on tomorrow we're really excited about. I um, won't say the name yet, just you have to tune in tomorrow and see. And we'll see you tomorrow.